How many of y'all, raise your hand if you don't have a paper. How many of y'all out there like glow sticks? Anybody like glow sticks? Okay. Um, man, I like glow sticks too, but one of the problems with glow sticks is they just don't really last uh, very long, right? They're going to last for three or four hours. They're going to be super bright. Um, if you turn on all the lights, the main thing you're going to see are the glow sticks. Um, you know, you can go to a amusement park and they charge you like $5 a piece or you can get like a hundred for like five dollars um, when you get different places. Um, but man, the glow sticks are great. And tonight we're talking about what it means for you to be a light in a dark world. In, in other words, if all the lights in here went off, can y'all turn off the lights for a second? All right. If all the lights go off, well, I got the screen. That's okay. Um, what do you see most when the lights go out? You see green, you see orange, you see shirts, you see light colors showing up in the black light, okay? If you think about it, you also notice that when the lights go out, people like just murmur, it's like, it's, like it's weird. Um, when, when the lights go out, the light show, shines even brighter. And guys, this should be you in a lost world. But when you're in the world, if you let your light shine bright, this is what Jesus Christ is talking about in Matthew chapter 5 where he says, let your light shine bright. Don't put it under a basket, but you're supposed to be a city on a hill. In other words, when you go out into the world, this is what they should see. They should be drawn to the light. In in other words, how many of you all have ever been on a camping trip and you were the last light on? Maybe you were looking at your phone um, in your hammock in the dark and then... Large bugs attack you because you're the one lone light that is out there, right? You can turn it back up, Garrett. Thanks. Tonight, we're going to talk about what does it mean for you to be the light of the world? And we're going to talk about a subject that's going to be uncomfortable for you. You have a command from Jesus Christ to go out into the world and make disciples. God is calling you tonight, and I'm going to challenge you tonight, everyone in here, to go out and share your faith, to go out into the world and to be a light. And I'm going to challenge you this. If you're not willing to go out and talk about Jesus, then I want to challenge you to inspect your own heart. Because God has called us to go into a lost world and to go out and to teach and to save it. I want you to watch a little video real quick um, that kind of like is a, a kind of funny parody but some, this might be a little bit about how you feel about sharing your faith. Now, maybe you're not quite that um, extreme about things. If the end of the world was here, um, maybe you would tell people about Jesus. Maybe not. Maybe you'd paint a sign that says, looters will be shot, God bless, on your house, in the background. Um, man, isn't that so true of us, though? When a topic or an opportunity comes up to show the love of Christ or to talk about it, how many of us just kind of walk away? But when you start to think about the way the Bible describes the lost, he describes them as blind. And he describes them as the blind leading the blind. Those that are, that are teaching others about ways to, to cope with their struggles. Those that are saying, oh, well, I know you have a struggle in life, but here's what you need to do. You need to just think positively. 
See, if you think positively and, and get in touch with your inner you, then you'll be happy. And it's the blind leading the blind. And, and if you were at um, a camping trip and you were sitting there um, as two blind people were walking towards a cliff and you didn't stop them and you, you didn't say anything to them and you let them die, what kind of person would you be? Not, not even by Christian standards, what kind of person would you be? What kind of person would you be in the world's standards? If you watch the blind leading the blind into the crowded street to get hit by a semi-truck. No, we would, we would say, hey, stop. You don't know what you're doing. And yet for some reason in our spiritual lives, we just take a pass on that. God's word doesn't give us a pass. He doesn't give us an excuse to not share our faith. And so what I want to do tonight is give you a few keys and a few ways that you can share your faith. And then I'm going to let you, with the Spirit of God in your life, challenge you to go this week and talk about Christ. The first passage I want to go to is in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Interestingly, when we were praying at staff meeting this week, Jonathan and I both picked passages out of 2 Corinthians 4 um, to pray over our church. And um, the Lord had already put this on my heart for tonight, and so it's I just know God has a word for us, and it says this, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful and underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those that are perishing, In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Here's the first key as we look through this passage. And as Paul is teaching the Corinthians, he's saying this, don't lose heart. Don't give up. Maybe you have been trying to be an example to someone at your school or maybe even someone in your own home. Some of you come from homes where your parents don't know know Jesus Christ. Don't lose heart. Persevere. Run the race with endurance that God has set before you. It is not by accident that you are placed in the situation that you are placed in. Don't lose heart. Keep your focus on the image of Jesus Christ. Don't lose heart if they say no. Don't give up. You wouldn't let the blind people just keep walking on. You said no, okay, good luck, right? You would stop them. You would do everything you could to stop the tragedy from happening. We need to see those around us who have a lost heart the same way. We need to penetrate that darkness with the light. Here's the second thing. In your life, you need to know and live out the word of God. If you want to have a testimony about what Jesus Christ can do for other people's lives, you have to have experienced it in your own life. One of the questions in small group tonight is going to be, what is your testimony? We did it on Monday night when we met as a life group. Um, We said, what what has God done in your life this week? 
How has he blessed you? How has he challenged you from your word? Every one of us in this room should have a testimony about something that God has done for you this week. Even if it's a sunset, even if it's just he woke you up when you forgot to set your alarm. We have to give him praise, right? Be thankful always in all circumstances. Here's the third thing. Realize that when you talk to someone about Jesus Christ, they're not rejecting you when they say no. They're rejecting Christ. Look at what it says in this passage. It says, um, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. You notice the wording, right? Perishing, just like the guy in the video that is eager, and yet the guy won't share Christ with him. He's perishing. He's dying. He's dying without hope. Those are the people around us. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, keeping them from seeing the light of the gospel. So when people reject you because of your faith, they're not rejecting you. Because to be honest, God is the the acting factor in all of this. Our job is to be a part of the work that he's doing. So don't feel rejected. Don't feel like you could say something wrong. You know, many times when I talk to people about sharing their faith, the first thing that they say is, well, well, I don't know what to say. That, that's the first kind of excuse that I get. Um, the Bible doesn't give that excuse. It says, don't worry about what you will say or what you will do. The Spirit of God will help you in that circumstance. The Bible says that God is the acting factor in salvation, that you can't mess it up. God taught me that with um, the Garraway's daughter, Bridget, when I was preaching on, I think it was Jude, at that point, which Jude is a really small and kind of weird book, by the way. If you want something to read, homework, read Jude. It's like one chapter. Um, but I remember I just, it was terrible. My sermon was bad. Like if it was a recording, it would be deleted permanently from existence. And yet Bridget came to know Jesus Christ that night, just rededicated her life and really just found joy. And I was thinking, Lord, that had to be you. It wasn't me. And there's other times that I have had the most convincing case for Jesus Christ. Did you believe every question they asked? I knocked it out of the ballpark. I had every retort for every challenge that they had. I had a scripture to back it up. And they walked away mad at God and mad at me. Because it's not dependent on me. And that should give you strength in sharing your testimony about Christ. Because you remember Sarah came up and read Psalm 66 earlier. And one of the things that is said in Psalm 66, I think I actually put it somewhere here on the back, right? In fact, I did. Look at the last, flip it over and look at the last scripture. It says, come and hear all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he has done for my soul. The one thing that people can't retort is your experience with God. What God has done for you. They can argue the stuff that you're going to talk to them about from the Bible. Oh, well, this is ancient book written by these old guys. How do you know that what they have then is what they, have, what, what they wrote is what you have now? And I could give you a whole, you know, case for Christ, description of how we know the manuscripts are pure, how we know what we have today is the word of God. I could give you all that stuff, but, but they just don't want to listen. But when you can say, my life is different. Before Christ came in, man, I had addiction to all kinds of things. Man, I was in a dark place, and yet Christ took me out of that. That is the power of your testimony, right? Remember, the light shines in the dark. Look at 1 John, which is at the top of the page on the back. 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 through 10. 
This is the message that we have heard from him and proclaim to you. Notice what it says right here. Here's the message that we heard from Christ, and now we want to tell you about it. That God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So here's what this passage is saying from John. He's saying, you don't have to be perfect. Praise the Lord for that, because none of us are perfect. You don't have to be perfect in order to share Christ. You know, I see the same argument all the time. If I was to wait on to have kids until I had enough money, I would never have kids. Never. If I was going to wait and have enough money before I got married, guess what? I would never get married. You're never going to quite be prepared and have all your ducks in a row. You don't have to have your life figured out in order for God to use you for his glory. You have to be able to confess your sins and recognize the power of God in your life. You have to be able to get on their level. Let me give you an example. Let's say that you struggle with um, what you watch on the internet. I mean, we think about pornography when I say that, but um, man, too many of y'all are addicted to Netflix. Too many of you are addicted to YouTube, right? We should have like a YouTube anonymous place because, you know, it's killing y'all, it's killing the generations, right? We would just have these addictions to it, right? Um, but what are we going to do with those addictions, isn't it, isn't it interesting when you have someone who has walked through that and now has freedom from that? They have a more powerful testimony because they've struggled in the same way that you have struggled and yet have walked through the other side. They've surfed the same wave of sin, yet they made it through the pipeline. They came out on the other side and you say, I want to be like you. For example, if I was to come up and I was going to show you my shooting form and I was like, I shoot basketball like this, Right? Now, let me teach you. No one's going to want me to teach them if that's my form in basketball. If I can't dribble, if, if a Honduran would not ask me for soccer advice, all right? Because when I'm like, I'm making the move, my move is I don't touch the ball. I just kind of fake like I'm going to do something, and the ball's just rolling. And I try to look cool because I can't really do anything with the ball, but I can, like, step over it like I'm going to do something, but the ball's just still rolling, right? Like, like I act like I'm good, but I'm not. They're, none of them are like, oh, ooh, 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 teach me that. None of them. So if you act perfect, you're going to alienate yourself from others. You have to get on their level. Let me give you an example from the other night. Y'all say hi to Sarah. All right. If you see, if you see Sarah limping around, it's because she had an accident with a curb on Monday. All right. Um, she was taking Dakota out to the car after life group and um, her and and. For, it was like the gutter curb, whatever. But anyway, um, Sarah, she's pregnant, and so everything's just a little bit unbalanced there. And so she had a little tumble. Um, didn't break her foot, but we thought maybe we did for a while. And so, so she fell. And so she says, Dakota, Dakota, go get, go get help. And so Dakota, the man, comes in. Mommy fell. Mommy needs help. And all of us were like, 
Phew, right where it's just sprinting because here Coda is being the hero, right? And, and running in and tell us. And, and so we run out there. It's me and Rudy and Kelly and uh, Miss Wyanna. And so, of course, Miss Wyanna, being the super nurse that she is, she's first. And guess what happens? Just, she got down on her level, right? She got down there really quickly to help her with that ankle because apparently that's really dangerous. And so Miss, we, were, we were laughing at that point. Sorry, Sarah. We should have rendered help earlier. But we were laughing, and so Miss Kelly was laughing and stepped off and fell down. So we had three men. We had the trifecta of falling, three ladies down. Me and Rudy, we just stayed on the curb. You need help? We can help you from here, <laughs> right? But that, you need to get on the level of the same people that you're talking to. Now, question, how can you, as a believer in Christ, get on people's level without sinning? I'm not saying, I'm going to go party Friday because coach said I need to get on their level. So I'm going to witness to all the drunk people in the world because I'm going to get plastered. And I want to tell them about Jesus. Woo! Right? Coach said I need to witness. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about get on their level of sin. Oh, I want to know what it feels. No, I don't want you to sin. How do you witness to those that are having struggles and having troubles without becoming sin with them? How can you be in the world but not of the world? Well, first thing is, who do you answer to? In other words, who are you accountable to? First of all, you're accountable to Jesus Christ. If you see Jesus as being real, did you hear me? If you see Jesus as being real, just like the person sitting beside you, man, you would live your life different. What if you had bring Jesus to school day and literally Jesus in human form went to school with you? Would you act differently? If he was watching your text messages, would you text differently? Yes. You know, you know one reason I know that? Snapchat. Why do you think someone invented Snapchat? So parents couldn't see what you're doing. You don't have to hide and delete your history. It's already deleted for you. Even though, to be honest, there's probably a copy out there and the FBI can find it and, you know, make you a terrorist and figure it all out. I don't know. Um, so be, be careful what you take pictures of. All right. I don't know why this thinking about FBI and Apple and it just flowed there. Just erase that part and we'll just keep going. All right. What if Jesus was walking beside you? Would your life be different? Who in this world are you accountable to? Who do you meet with? Who do you talk with that encourages you in the word? Who is going to ask you every week, hey, how did you do with that struggle this week? That's why we do small group time. Because in small group time, our leaders are going to say, hey, how did you do about that this week? Hey, how was your talk with your teacher this week? There's, that's the idea of accountability inside of it. Who do you have to hold you accountable? If you don't have that, you need to find it. And don't say, well, no one ever asks me. Man, I'm tired of excuses. Go ask someone. You be the one um, to go ask. Um, here, here's the last part, and then we'll kind of close up. Your testimony is your plan. Go talk about what Christ is doing in your life. If you don't have something that Christ is doing, two things. Number one, get your relationship with Christ right. Second of all, look 
for God to be moving. Give him the credit when things go well instead of taking the credit for yourself. And then you will have a testimony. We talk about you guys all the time as leaders. And um, when I go different places to meet different people, they always ask about, how's youth going? How are you guys going? And, and we brag about you guys all the time as being the best youth group ever. And you guys are crazy with us and, and all the things that we do. Um, man, I have lots of testimonies to give about you to other people. Ways that I've seen Christ transform you. Ways that I've seen you guys transform other people. The way that you disciple other people. I could give you hundreds of testimonies for everyone in this room. Story after story after story. But you know what's better than me telling stories about you? You telling stories about you. Because you have experienced Christ in a different way than me watching you from the outside. And so that's my challenge to you. So during small group time, you're going to get um, a little yellow band kind of like this, okay, that you can play with and you can peel off and you can do all that stuff in the class. And, and here's my challenge to you as, you as you take it home and as you pray, you seek the Lord about it. Um, my challenge is this. I'm challenging you to wear it on your wrist, okay, and to have an answer when people ask you why you're wearing it. Right? Of course, our song for this week is Glow, and so we're going to have yellow be in the light of the world. Um, if someone were to ask me, why are you wearing that thing around your wrist? Which I'm going to tell you, it's, it's going to be kind of annoying to wear. Because when you take a shower, it's going to get all like soggy and all that kind of stuff. And you have to like wring it out. And it's just going to be annoying at times. But man, it's going to be a reminder to you. What are you going to say? Hey, why are you wearing that? Well, thanks for asking. Let me tell you why I'm wearing that. Because Jesus Christ has called me to be the light of the world. And, and do you know Jesus? Real simple, do you know Jesus? Are you prepared to give an answer to why you're a Christian? And so that's my challenge to you. As you get this and, and you put it somewhere, as you think about wearing it, you know, are you ready to give an answer for Jesus Christ? Or, oh, I'm going to wear it on my ankle, and I'm going to wear socks for the rest of the year, right? I'm, I'm going I'm to qualify. I'm going to wear it. Coach said I should wear it. I'm going to wear it, but not show it to anyone. Question, is the light effective when you hide it? Is it really even a light when you hide it? So so that's my challenge for you this week. What what are you going to do about Jesus Christ this week? Here's a great example. Invite him to the pizza party next week. Hey, there's going to be free pizza at the church. But you know what? You know what's happened over the years and years and years of church history? People have made me the person that shares Christ with people. And they said, we're going to invite people to church and then you do the talking for us. That, that's not how we're going to do it. That, that's not my plan. The Bible doesn't say, go out and invite people so coach can make disciples. Not what it says. It says for you to go and make disciples. Guys, think about it. I'm one person. There's a hundred people in here. If you guys invited one person and discipled one person, there would be 200 people in here. And listen, I don't want 200 people in here, to be honest with you. Just being honest, okay? Just being, being real. Because I, I can't know I can't know 200 people. But if it, if it came down to, man, we'll have 200 people, but what, 50, 60 of them came to know Jesus for the first time? That would be a pizza party. That'd be a party in heaven. Guys, if you go out this week and you share Christ and only one person 
come to know Jesus Christ. It's worth it. Like, do you understand the value of salvation? Like, I don't know if you really get it because we so often just hide it. Do you understand what you have been saved from? Your eternity. I know it feels like you're never gonna die, but that's true when you have Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You have eternal life in him. Why would we not wanna share that with other people that are lost? Why would we wait until the world is falling apart to tell them about Jesus? Why not start now? Just this week, one person, two people, your whole class, I don't know what the Lord's gonna call you to. But my challenge for you this week is don't be silent. If you are silent, then pray to the Lord. Lord, why do I feel that way? Let me get my relationship with you right. And maybe some of y'all need to do that tonight. Get your relationship with Christ right. Because when you think about sharing Christ with someone else, there's tons of fear. And guys, you can make excuses. I know, oh, well, I'm not a social person. Or, oh, I don't know this. Unfortunately, Bible doesn't give an excuse. Talk about him, okay? Let's pray. Lord, we come before you and ask you, Lord, to forgive us of our sins, Lord. Help us to recognize, Lord, the areas of our life that we have held back from you and give them to you, Lord, so that we can, we can have a testimony, Lord, so we can see the forgiving grace of Jesus Christ cover our lives. So let us pray over our group today, Lord, just so we'll be able to go out into the world and not be ashamed of you, not hide you, Lord, but to be unashamed, to be telling others about the hope and the light that is in us, Lord. Lord, our world can be really dark sometimes. Well, Lord, you've called us in your word in 2 Corinthians, in Matthew 5, Lord, in 1 John, to go out and be a light in the world, to go out and give people hope, to have others be drawn to us, Lord. So I just pray over this group that they can go out into the world and be bold about you, to talk about you, Lord, to make it a topic of conversation this week, Lord. Help us to be bold and help us to tell everyone in this area about Jesus Christ for your glory, not for ours, um, for your namesake. That's the name of Jesus Christ that we pray in. Amen.